0: Welcome to the Home Staging Association podcast with Paloma Harrington. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Home Staging Association podcast. This episode is a little bit different because it's actually a recording of the presentation that we had during the Home Staging Forum 2021. Um, In fact, there will be a few other recordings of other presentations that we had on the day. They were all very exciting and very relevant, so we are going to be sharing the highlights with you guys if you didn't have the chance to actually come to the forum and hopefully you can come to the next edition. But yeah, make sure to search our playlist so you can tune in into the other topics. As we know, home staging is becoming more popular with more agents, developers and homeowners seeking a staging professional to prepare the properties for the market. An increasing number of new staging companies are getting into the market, making it more competitive than ever. The competition highlights the different business models and pricing strategies that each company adopts, bringing the focus to how sustainable some of these practices really are. Some newcomers tend to price low in the beginning so they can secure jobs and potential long-term clients, but how beneficial that really is for the company itself and the industry as a whole. Home staging is a powerful marketing tool that adds incredible value to properties. In countries like the United States, staging companies, they market themselves differently and charge for their services in a very different way as well. As home staging companies and professionals, are we positioning ourselves the best way possible? keeping profitability and industry sustainability in mind? What can we learn from staging pros from across the pond? And what different angles can we explore by taking a closer look at the UK market and how we price our services? On this episode, we are going to be listening to the panel discussion of pricing strategies for business growth, which was moderated by Elaine Penhall of Lamina Lime Interiors and also, counted with Alex Wilcox of Burbeck Group, Chris Booth of Foxtrot 20 Strategic Financial Direction, and Chloe Gold of Chloe Gold Coaching. This is a very interesting topic and one that I hold really close to my heart because I feel it's really important that we talk about pricing, pricing strategies, and where we are heading as an industry, especially because we're still in early stages. Um, when we think home staging in the UK. So do have a listen, be ready to take some notes and this is definitely something we'll be following you up on. So stay tuned for more pricing discussions as well.
1: And the reason that we're here today is because the everlasting question is how do we get our pricing right? And it's a really, really important question for the whole industry, I think. So the panel who are going to introduce themselves in just a second to you and explain what their role in this is, um, and then we'll we'll I'll talk I'll talk just a little bit. just gone off now. Yeah, that's handy. Um, <laughs> um, I'll talk just a little bit to introduce it once everyone's in- introduced themselves, um, and then we'll open the floor to your questions. How long have we got, Paloma? A whole hour, all by ourselves. Good. <laughs> Has anybody got coffee? <laughs> or champagne? She promised me champagne. She's got me here on false pretenses. Anyway, <laughs> Alex, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Certainly. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is alex walcox i'm the managing director of Burbeck interiors obviously uh, a home staging and property styling business i'm also the managing director of the Burbeck group which is a wider group of companies encompassing property development and project management uh, i think paloma has invited me onto this panel because
1: <laughs> because alex don't know me
2: i can be a little bit direct uh, i have a very strong opinion on the, the home staging industry uh, how it's evolved over the past seven years. Uh, Burbank Interiors will be seven years in January. Uh, I may be up here in a suit and tie today, but uh, we started the business seven years ago in a 100 square foot container, much like probably uh, some some of you guys, uh, with no natural light, uh, no, uh, no heating. Uh, I drove the van for 18 months. I unloaded furniture from trucks. I've installed furniture. I've been through the whole process. So I've got quite a good insight into how the industry has evolved and uh, I think we're getting to a kind of crux in the industry, whereby uh, we're not charging enough money for what we do. Uh, it's an incredibly hard job. Uh, from, from everything I've just described, it's an incredibly hard job. And I think we're getting to a, a crunch point whereby we're undervaluing our service and our products. And I'm going to try and persuade you guys to change that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> that is great. I just love that you had a van to start with. I had a, I had a trailer, a horse trailer, on the back of my car. <laughs> Chloe, would you like to say a little bit about your role in this panel? Thanks.
3: Hi, everyone. So my name's Chloe Gold and I'm a business and mindset coach. So I work with established and startup entrepreneurs helping them scale their business so as well as helping them get crystal clear on what their vision is and breaking it down into a clear strategy and making sure the the business model is aligned really diving in and looking at what their price points are and clearing out any inner blocks when it comes to money mindset so as well as a business success coach i also work as an eft nlp and chakra mastery practitioner just doing the deeper inner work as well so yeah we'll be looking at maybe looking at a little bit of sabotaging beliefs when it comes to pricing but uh we'll dive in or uh, i'm sure we will
1: <laughs> wow amazing thank you my experience of eft is a lot of tapping oh, yeah. so yeah it looks so very strange if we get doing tapping effective. yeah let's do let's do some of that it works <laughs> i have to declare um uh you have to have a declaration of interest don't you um chris actually works um with us and has been massively helpful in looking at strategic financial direction over the last year or so so Chris would you like to say a bit more oh. not about us <laughs> so, it, it, it's pre nine
4: o'clock so yeah um, yeah, so, yeah I'm, I'm Chris Booth um, I'm a qualified accountant so my, my, my background isn't in home staging as as uh, Elaine just said I've been uh, yeah been working with um with Lemon and Lime for the last uh, last 12 months or so Uh, pretty much because you live in the same village. So it's it's very convenient. (laughs) I knew there was a reason. Um, But yeah, my background background is is, uh, 12 and a half years at a PLC, Rolls-Royce PLC, then moved to a smaller company and then started my own business four years ago, helping other small business owners um, get to grips with their financial situation, help them understand. Um, what they're doing right, what they're doing p- p- perhaps not so not so well, um, and helping them plan for a more profitable and more prosperous future, so that they can they can they can have the enjoyable, um, fulfilling, and successful businesses that that everyone does when they when when they set up on them uh, on their own. So um, yeah, my my role on the panel today is to kind of hopefully provide some a bit uh, some some general context around pricing strategies and um, and approaches to pricing trying trying to keep it really simple um because you know a lot of the ba- a lot of the basics are simple and uh hopefully yeah give you guys pointers as to um how you can go about help helping your businesses help help you uh, earn a living so
1: fantastic thank you very much is that the end can we go home <laughs> <laughs> okay stand up if you like oh <laughs> <laughs> it's just that energy isn't it for a second or two just standing up okay what I want you to do now is if you're not a stager so if you're here under false pretenses (laughs) if you're here because you have other interests in this but you're not either not yet a stager or you have um another business that's that's helpful for you to be here could you sit down so if you don't do any staging sit down Okay, fantastic. If you are not yet paying things like your mortgage, your household bills through your staging business, so it's not your main household income, sit down. (laughs) Okay, fantastic, thank you. It just is to give us a little sense of Where we are in the room in terms of our staging, but actually quite interesting to see that now we have got far more stages now than we had, say even a couple of years ago, who are using their staging as their main household income. Thank you. You can all sit down now. Yeah, sit down now too. have I got another slide? Have I got a clicker? Am I allowed? A, am I allowed to clicker, or does somebody have to do responsible things for me? All right. Okay, Kirsty, could you do a responsible thing for me? Kirsty does all my responsible things. I'm not allowed out on my own, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, why is pricing important? How many people? How many people in the room think profits a dirty word? Honestly, there are so so many. I my you may know some of you who know me um know that um my previous business um was in business coaching i still do a lot of coaching into this world um and other bits and pieces and one of the issues particularly with female entrepreneurs and evidently in staging there are a huge number of female entrepreneurs is that somehow profit has become a dirty word we don't like to think actually we're in business to make profit we like to think intellectually we're in business to help people. And that tends to be, Chloe will talk about this in the kind of um, coaching world, that tends to be what happens. And so the minute we start to talk about profit, everybody goes, oh, no, 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 I just I just want to kind of break even and help people. Okay. Really? I don't know. I want to feed my four kids and put them through university and buy them their first houses. No, I don't, not really. <laughs> They'll tell you I don't. <laughs> did want to feed them when i started out with this i did want to feed them quite a lot and then put them through uni and it was really really important that i built a business that was profitable and that means then that there's a future for you in your own business so you're building a business and then we are looking as a group of people and the strength of us together is that what we're building is an industry we all know that staging is a very, very baby industry at the moment in the UK. We'll come on to some figures in a minute. Everybody knows i'm having a lovely time i've got lots and lots of numbers today i really need to talk to jeremy i'm a mathematician by background i have no interior design background whatsoever i love numbers i get really excited Kirsty said to me the other day did you get that presentation no 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 because i got onto the office of national statistics website and i got so carried away i didn't get anything else done for the entire day it's very sad um, anyway so we're building an industry we're starting out and doing that kind of emerging stuff in 20 years time staging will be absolutely unquestionable part of marketing a property and we are at the cutting edge of this so it is really really important that what we're building now is sustainable and credible that is so important and that's what Alex and I, Alex Alex can be very blunt about it. I obviously am never blunt about these things. But, <laughs> 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 but <laughs> the bottom line is that we care passionately about this industry becoming credible in the eyes of the estate agency business and in the eyes of home sellers within the business. I have to call them home, home sellers at the moment because I'm simultaneously, bizarrely, on the RisaCon conference, which is one of the big American conferences. If you look me up, I'm on their virtual conference today and tomorrow. I've somehow got to work out, luckily they're in California, so I can do that at night while I'm here during the day. (laughs) It's a bit of a struggle. Um, But um, yeah, so important. Do you want to say something?
2: Get a client to chat? We're we're okay okay to do that, we just jump I don't know,
1: are we allowed to do that, Paloma? Is that on the list? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I think I think credibility is uh, is a really important word here uh, Burbeck is a, a founding member of the home staging association uh, we we've worked with uh, uh, all of you guys for, for some time uh, and there's a frequent topic of conversation that comes up and it has for years it's, you know how do we make money in this business you know, how, how do I turn a profit and time and time again you know from what I'm seeing in the industry, is people just not charging quite frankly just not charging enough money for what we do and i've already said that And i'll put my hand up and say burbeck as a business doesn't charge enough money for what we do we should be charging more but we've got to ratchet that up over a certain time frame but how do i expect people to take us credibly if we're not charging enough money and we're giving our services away for free it's a catch-22 situation everybody in property is making money especially over the past 18 months if we've just heard from jeremy as a property developer all my prices are going through the roof steel's up 20 percent wood's up 80 percent if i can get hold of bricks it's increased a bricklayer is now getting paid 250 pounds a day yeah everybody is getting rich in property and i feel we're sat here as an industry looking to help people please rent our furniture from us oh thank you you're so kind (laughs) You want a 16-week contract, absolutely fine. You want a discount as well, yeah, sure, thank you so much for having our furniture. (laughs) And how are we supposed to gain credibility off the back of that? I know that's a little bit blunt, right? I know it's a little bit, you know, to one end of the scale. But it's a serious question. You know, we need to be taken seriously. And if we're giving stuff away, no one's going to take us seriously. It's as simple as that.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know I agree with you. <laughs> I do not dare do otherwise. <laughs> no, absolutely. And and it really, really is such an important point. And it's something that we'll come on to just um I've got about four slides. Can I do any more? Yeah. Am I alright to do a few more? And then yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, do me another one, Kirsty. Ah, now yesterday this wasn't in here, but this yesterday I just was Googling um why home staging businesses fail now clearly in the uk there isn't a massive amount of data yet in the us and in australia there's a whole lot more data where the business is is where the industry is far more established on every single site i came across this was the number one reason i talked to the guys who run um vibrant you know the uh rental platform the inventory platform from australia a little while ago and james who runs that said to me when we were having coffee um there is a really really high attrition rate in australia of staging businesses because what it attracts is largely women who love interiors who love design And they start up a business thinking that that's what staging is about. I'm about to disillusion three quarters of the room. It's not. Be nice. (laughs) Okay, I've got (laughs) more. So, not understanding how to price to stay in business is a really key problem for why home staging businesses fail across the world. This article, actually, I'll get Paloma to send you these slides, but this article, which is referenced at the bottom here, um, is is very hard hitting and very true about our business. So well worth looking up when you get the copy of the slides.
2: 100 percent. I think the narrative has to change. over the past as long as i've been in the industry the narrative has been oh you're looking for a career change come and come to home staging it's paved the streets are paved with gold you'll make millions of pounds (laughs) the reality is i spent 12 years in the city and i thought that was bad like the property market is significantly worse like people will rob you blind full stop in property yeah it's not paved with gold and also if you come into the home staging business The cash flow demands on these businesses is insane insane you've got it still blows my mind like how much money i have to spend on furniture on a monthly basis we are working in a really really hard industry not only do we have to deal with some 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 wonderful clients but obviously they've got very high levels of expectation which need to be met we've got massive cash flow swings that we need to we need to maintain and And there's people out there who will literally take advantage of us at every step of the way. It's not an easy industry to be involved in. I think that narrative of uh, come on in. It's great. The water's warm. That's a load of crap. It's not. Language. That's
1: that's my dinner lady.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but if we could change the narrative and start to approach it with more credibility, as we've just touched on, maybe the opportunity for us to drastically increase our prices over a set period of time to allow us to make more profit. Will become a reality.
5: Please do, Nicky. Go for it, Nicky. what we're all here for today is about sort of collaboration. And in order to educate the market, we have to clearly demonstrate that home staging works. We're asking people to put money, you know, take money out of their pocket. We call it an investment. The average vendor, it's a cost, it's money coming out of their pocket. So the, for me, the only way that we can convince clients that it's worth spending the money is statistics. We have to, I think there's a big opportunity for us to work together to produce statistics to say if you spend X furnishing a property, it's either going to help you sell quicker or you're going to get a better price. If we talk about we're going to sell the personality and the lifestyle, okay, it's going to look better, we understand that in public and the buyers lack imagination. But the only way we're going to get the return on investment, in my opinion, is if we spend uh, time and, and, and uh, together because there's a big opportunity because we're all in the room we're all working in the industry is to put more input into providing statistics we have to show clients that if they spend the money they're going to get a return on it and not only they're going to get a return on it but it's going to give them an advantage over the competition and for me that's always how i've been successful in this market i'm not too concerned about what competitors are charging because we try and sell the service and the quality of product. But ultimately, if we're going to educate the whole market, we have to show there's a significant return on investment. I think we can all work together or we, we need to work together much better than we currently are. 100% agree. Natalie? Perfect. Thank you. I'm not sure if everyone can hear me. I'm always happy. um. We've got, as you
6: know, like the home staging is such a new industry that we have got new people coming. We have got new people kind of coming into the industry and I have been there in that position like years ago where it was like, I'm just desperate for my first job to put on my portfolio. Yes, Mr. So-and-so, I will stage your house for free and give you it for as long as you want because I'm so desperate. And I know I can see from your face, Alex, that you want to throw your microphone at me, but... uh, (laughs) to be honest like i i have been there so what can we do to support people who are coming into the industry to take those first steps in the right way that aren't going to do a disservice to the businesses that have been doing it for a long period
2: i 100 get that uh, moving into any new industry is never easy and i think this also ties into a little bit well, what nikki says as well because i 100 agree nikki collaboration is, is is so important for us moving forward so the more we can collaborate as a group the stronger we're going to be as an industry Right, I don't want you guys to charge more money so you become more level with me and it's like oh, Alex has won because everyone's come up and Alex has stayed the same, you know, I want that to be uh, the defining success of of the whole industry as a whole if everyone's successful, then we're all going to be successful so the collaboration on the stats which Nikki talks about if we can get that information out there via the HSA whatever else it can be that's a huge benefit, and I know how successful you all are because you put it on linkedin you know we, we talk we see it on social media, you know we know that we know it works, because we see it day in day out it flashes up every day you know. Uh, Chanel you know you, you, every time you, you dress a house it goes under offer in like two weeks, you know, so we know the product works, so we can get that information out there, you know, I, I think from. i'm not here to tell you, this is what you've got to charge i'm just trying to give you a point of opinion that if we can charge more not just because it's good for profit but because actually it's a really hard job to do then that's not only in your interest but the industry's interest as well
6: yeah, i completely agree but just kind of stripping it right back for our friends here who are kind of not yet had their first staging job or are kind of watching online because they want to step into the industry and aren't there yet what can we do to kind of move them away from offering kind of blood for free to allow them to kind of step into the
1: industry but also price correctly okay Chris I think this is you <laughs> but can I just say before we do that just just let me pick up from Nikki who set up absolutely beautifully an advert that I can now do because I invented the data app Nikki you and I had this conversation at the founding members meeting three years ago maybe what are you doing about the statistics and one of the things that we did as a business last year or year before was to develop the first data app in the world that evidences return on investment of staging stage flow. You are all more than welcome to get in touch after this. And Kirsty, obviously, will talk a bit more about how that works and about how it helps us absolutely collect the collect collate and report those stats from just bugging in the stuff on on a on an app. Um, it's very very easy. It does require exactly as Paloma referenced earlier you making sure and as Anna was talking about that you follow up with your estate agent, but that's great. Cause that's relationship building over to you, Chris, how do you address the new stager problem? Okay. Um, yeah,
4: it's a, a big, a big open question. Um, and and I'm, I'm actually going to step out of home staging and talk about, talk about, talk about my business. Um, just, you know, j- just, just to give a different context to it. So I, I worked as an accountant 15 years across two businesses, and decided I wanted to set up, set up on my own um, and help small businesses with their, with their finances. Something which there are thousands and thousands of accountants around the country who do, who could do exactly the same as what I do. So in the same way that you know home staging is, you know, is a competitive market and new entrants are coming in all the time and trying to you know trying to trying to get a foothold. I you know I I, I realized I, I had to I had to set my stall out to make. To make Crispy, to make Foxshot Twenty, a, an offering that someone is going to, you know, is going to going to pay my day rate. And you know, when, when I say my day rate, my, my day rate defined by doing some market research on what on what an interim finance director would earn, what a contractor might earn, what a freelancer would earn. You know, doing some doing some simple research around around what what the market price kind of is, because there's no point me charging six hundred pound a day. If everyone in the everyone else who's doing a similar job to me in, in a firm is charging three hundred pound a day, because I'm going to get laughed out of the room. In the same way, if I'm charging a thousand pound a day and the rest of the industry is charging six hundred pound a day, I'm going to get laughed out of the room because I'm too expensive. So so, so, so so you have to build your offering and build your build build your brand and your and, and, and what you're about around around what around what you can do for the client that maybe thousands of other people can do you know a firm of accountants can send someone into you know a small business and can do exactly the same as me but I don't think they'll do it as well as me so I I, I base my whole offering on I've got 15 years experience in a in a multinational organization and in a small business I've worked across you know different different functions manufacturing commercial you know my, my offering is 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 a lot more is a lot more broad and a lot more widespread than an accountant is a firm of accountants who spent 20 years auditing a set of accounts because that person is not going to be able to do what I'm going to help that business to do, which is look at how they're performing and look at how they can push their business forward. And it's that, it's that important distinction between that's what I do and that's what I do well. And that's what I enjoy doing. And I'm passionate about it. When I'm talking to a client, I I, I give them that when, when I, when I first started, the the the, the 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 thing that pretty much every potential client said to me was, I've got an accountant. So, so why do I need you? And, and, and over a period of time, I kind of honed my response. First question, how often do you speak to your accountant? Well, once a year, twice a year, maybe around around the end of the year. Okay, what, what valuable information or what progressive forward thinking information does your accountant give you? Oh, well, nothing just, it just tells me how much tax I need to pay. I say, well there you go i I'm gonna do everything that your accountant doesn't do there's actually going to mean your business can plan for a more profitable and a more successful and a more you know dynamic future moving forward and you know and, and to this day I've been going four years I think in I think in maybe probably 85 or 90 percent of the people i've been to I've been to speak to from the initial arms folded. Barrier up, I'm not going to give this guy the time of day. I've turned them around in a, in a fairly short space of time to actually want, 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 to, want to take me on. And, and the other important thing is, and it comes back to price, I never, I, I, never start, or I never start the discussion on price. I talk about what I do. I talk about what I'm, what, what I'm there to offer. I talk about you know, what I'm going to give them and what, you know, what fulfillment I'm going to give them. And at the, end of the, at, the, at the end of the conversation, an hour down the line, they ask me what the price is. I give them a day rate, and they go fine, great, and we move on from there. And, you know, and to this day you know, in four years, I, have, I haven't, I haven't lost a client through, through, you know, either the quality of my work and I certainly haven't lost a, a client over, over, over my pricing. So it's a lot of it is about getting your, getting your, getting your story straight, getting your strategy straight, getting your mindset straight, which I know, I know, I know Chloe can, um, can talk, can talk a bit more, more about. But it's having it's also having the confidence about 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 who you are and what you're doing and what you're gonna what you're gonna give that person or that, that you know that that client and you know being tentative and you know a new start in the conversation about about price you know it, it's only gonna lead it's only gonna lead one way and that's a that's a race to the bottom which you know we want to try and avoid you know it, it's it's you know homes, home staging is um you know having having this these issues at the moment but industries all over the all over the country there is always a race to the bottom to be had and you want to try and avoid it at all costs and that's that's kind of, that's kind of a, a, a slightly different context to the to the to the issue but one that is, is personal to me and one and, and a journey that I've been through and that's and has that me in good stead and has has enabled me to have the have the business and the career and the outlook that I've got at the moment
1: Thanks, Chris. Does that answer the question? (laughs) I don't know. Does that answer the question? (laughs) Yeah. And I'll just come on to you as well in a moment, Chloe, if I may. Could you just flick on to the. Yeah. So just talking about races to the bottom. I think it's been very interesting. There are two things that spring to mind when Chris is talking about race to the bottom. One is that we have all seen over and over and over again in the estate agency industry. How many times is that described as a race to the bottom? You know that there are agents who charge 2%, 2 2.5% and there are agents I am told last week that charge 0.3% 0.3%. Those agents are trying to compete on price. How long do we believe those agents will be in business? How many properties does an agent charging 0.3% have to have on their books in order to make a profit? Because if they're turning over things, if they're making any profit out of that, they are going to have to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of properties on their book. And they are never going to be able to service that number of clients if that's what they're charging. Anything that you are charging a very low fee for with a very low profit margin, inevitably you need to do a hell of a lot of work. Now for new stages, that's completely counterintuitive. You know, if you're charging very low, then you are going to do an awful lot of properties before you actually start to meet your overheads.
4: And I was also going to say, you know, to what Alex like to about the capital intensive business. If you haven't to do a load of properties, you're gonna to have to spend a lot of money on furniture as well. So it's 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 well. it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a double whammy.
1: It's completely so. this slide was really the whole kind of you know we've seen it over the last few few weeks, days, really. that there are the energy companies who were expensive to start with are currently the ones who are still in business. They were expensive to start with because actually, although we hate paying it as a consumer, they actually know what their overheads are. They know what their costs are and they have priced accordingly. The energy companies, the smaller energy companies that were trying to take all of that business absolutely fine in the good times. The minute things get a little bit tricky, they go to the wall and it's a really good metaphor. I think. Chloe, would you like to talk a little bit about mindset?
3: Yes. So before we talk about mindset, though, I think it's really good to talk about, first of all, really owning your worth. You know, it's looking at what is my USP? How can I differentiate myself in the market? You know, what are the unique kind of talents and gifts that you bring, the unique level of experience and expertise? And what are the results that you can promise um, to your clients? Uh, What is your track record? Really being crystal clear on all that you're bringing to the table um, in order for you to be really stand solid in your price points and being really clear on what they are before you can communicate that clearly and confidently. Um, When it comes to your mindset, um, you know, you want to be looking at what is my one year vision for myself or my company? Where do I want to be and get really crystal clear on what are your financial goals? so often people you know might want to avoid the finances i mean what you know i coach a lot of of women entrepreneurs as well and sometimes it's about getting really really intimate with the finances um so then you can map it out like whatever if whatever is your yearly goal map it out break it down into um a business model and a strategy that you can clearly see how it's possible to make that happen so you can show yourself um you know already get into the kind of energy and the mindset of being very focused of what you're going to be focused on for each quarter you really want to be clear on what is yeah the value that you're bringing um, to your ideal client um and as well really getting clear on what your values are as well because often um, there is you know when you look at connecting with your ideal clients there's often going to be some shared values as well and um, but really be getting clear on what are the results um, that you bring to the table um what else <laughs> there's so much to talk about uh, when it comes to uh, mindset and and and, and um, really being in alignment with that um, how you position yourself as well you know are you high-end are you low to mid-range making sure that your price points reflect that um, and looking at how you know much in alignment you are with your price points you is there a level of self-doubt because when you are unshakable in your in the in your worth and your value of what you're bringing to the table your your potential clients can see that but when there is room for self-doubt um that's when people can pick up on a subconscious level um you know are they really you know what they say they are you know so you want to make sure that you are really in alignment with all of that um Any questions or anything while I'm
1: okay? Okay, do you want to flick on to the next slide? Thanks, Chloe. What's the potential for the growth in our industry? If we get it right, yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, these are real statistics. We know that currently in the UK, we are staging less than 1% arguably we had an argument about this not exactly an argument a discussion about (laughs) this a couple of weeks ago it's probably closer to 0.5 percent of the property that gets marketed transacted in the uk at the moment about 0.5 percent of it is staged before sale across new build and lived in market the Statistics currently from the National Association of Realtors, the big state agency body, if you like, in the US, is that 31% of agents stage every property they market. Every property. There are more agents, many more agents, 18%, I think, is the next ones that stage the properties they think will be difficult to sell. And there is about another 12% that stage some properties. The potential for growth in this industry, in this country right now is huge. Absolutely huge. Last year, up to December 2020, 652,000, Properties were transacted in the UK. The average cost of a property in the UK right now, anybody know? Yeah, 266000 more or less, give or take a few quid. <laughs> that is a massive, massive market. If 1% of those properties was being staged at an average cost of one percent the the market is worth hundreds of millions alex and i have to share half of that market the rest of you can have some rest <laughs> <laughs> okay. have point. Are,
5: go on you are right but in america i think they charge thank you you are right i think in america they charge average selling fees of like six seven percent and they'll include it
1: that's absolutely right, Nikki. The problem, yeah, you,
5: problem we have here yeah. is what you alluded to earlier that state agents are charging such low fees. It, it would be an education process, wouldn't it? I think that's
1: true. Do you want to flick on to the next slide, Kirsty? This is is kind of where I'm coming to from from that, Nikki. I'm, I just love you being there. It's like we'd rehearse this. <laughs> Absolutely, it's about three years ago, as I remember it. <laughs> um, yeah, and the estate agency industry. So clearly, in the US, the um the staging fees often, not always, and interestingly, I was actually on a pricing um discussion at the Reescon conference last night. Um, and they were talking about exactly this and in 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 some cases the um, the the fees the stage of fees are included with a much higher agency fee that's also true right now in europe and it's true in australia um, to some extent not universally what's happened and many of you will have seen this or noticed this um, if you've been kind of following what's happened in the estate agency industry over the last Kind of couple of years is that the there's been a move. A lot of the smaller traditional agents have gone to the wall. Some of them for exactly the reasons that they just simply weren't charging enough. And the there's been a much greater rise of the self-employed models of agency. A lot of you will know that both Alex and I work very closely with Fine and Country, who are essentially self-employed agents. Um, exp is another big one that's rising at the moment all self-employed agents there's a a lot of um businesses that are setting up with that model now it is a massive opportunity do you want to massive massive okay just massive massive opportunity for stages yeah (laughs) So we've got Julie Stevens asking um, if you've got any staging stats for Europe and trends there. Thank you. God, somebody passed me a copy of the book. There's a whole page with stats from that. <laughs> um, not currently, but in all seriousness, there is in the in the book. If you haven't picked up a copy, please pick up a copy. You're very welcome. Um, Anybody actually wants my signature in it, then I'm very happy to do that. Um, If you don't, then run quick. (laughs) But um, Sanya Radhivanovich very, very kindly uh, provided some statistics um, about the European market in particular um, which are quoted in here um, there are also if you go on to the National Association of Realtors website then they produce a report every single year about the profile of home staging in the U.S massively helpful so if you want some statistics there are loads and loads of really great sources any other questions right now
7: so you are saying that there's a great opportunity with all these self-employed agents how do we tackle it um how can we nail it
1: you know my answer to that Anna coffee chocolate biscuits (laughs) (laughs) Alex do you want to say
2: Well, I I think like Nikki touched on earlier, collaboration is still going to be really important to all of us, you know, we're stronger together as a group, as individuals, you know, that that's, that's a key message. Uh, And we can't take away from the fact that at the end of the day, it it is a sales job, you know, we have to be sales people, we can't all just sit here. I'm not an interior designer, I'm not sure if any of you guessed that, but uh, uh, yeah, you have to be, you have to put the phone calls in and you have to be able to have a conversation and as uh, as chris said you know demonstrate how you add value and i think once you do that that's the start of a relationship which then you can then grow on and you know hopefully leverage to, to bigger and better things
7: that's absolutely true but i think what i was thinking maybe let's rephrase the question how what can we do all together in a different way Uh, to make that awareness possible because you know I might be good in having coffee and talking to them and convincing them X might be in the middle and X might not. But as an industry, like I always believed, I had conversations with Elaine, I had conversations with Paloma, I've been talking to film producers as well. I'm like, let's just do a TV program. You know, just one of us get in, transform this property, show everyone in the UK how it's been sold in no time. Like we're all individually doing it. And then our phones will never, we will need someone just to pick up the phone because even we don't need the self-employed agent.
2: But 100% but the you know, that's that's that's
7: is, the think, Paloma. I'm I'm very happy we're having that conversation. I'm, hap, I'm very happy how you started and I'm like wow that's the first time in the first forum we're all talking you know about key questions because I think that all together uh, there's lots of things lots of ideas that we can generate. So yeah.
2: 100%. I mean it's down to Paloma. You know we 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 we've got to we've got to make it happen together
7: let's and i think i think let's push that tv program because it will be a game changer um i believe in it big big time and i think you know i can do it on my own but i need you know the big players as well like you alex you know like elaine (laughs) sorry sorry
5: So you'll be pleased to know there is a TV programme coming out. Um, we, w- we were recently filmed uh, staging a uh, house. In Wimbledon? Yes. <laughs> we, we came in cheaper than the other uh, stager, I don't know who it was. <laughs> as it so happened, it's a Channel 4 documentary about a particular estate agent's. and as part of the programme they wanted to stage a property. Um, it's a new programme, and it's coming out in the beginning of December. The whole, the whole. It's a 3 part, The whole thing is about um, the, the estate agents themselves, but as part of that, there's a big part on staging and the success behind it as well. So,
2: I think a, a big factor to me uh, on pricing. Uh, it's something we look at constantly in the business. Look, we're always trying to improve as a company, right? In terms of not just what our products like or how our customer service is, we're always trying to see you know, who our new suppliers are. We're just trying to get better as a business. So we do a lot of uh, we spend a lot of time doing analysis on all different areas of the company. And you know, a real kind of flashpoint for me was when we looked at the price per square foot of what we charge for a job, uh, which which nearly reduced me to tears. To be frank with you, if anybody could guess how much. My business charges price per square foot to our clients. i will be amazed. Three pounds, less than three pounds, right, Bon? Wow.
7: It's about two and a half pounds wow, a square I foot. Have to run this.
2: Which it, that is two and a half pounds a
1: square foot. And you're in London. You try being in the Midlands. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all that work, all that effort, all that all those stats that we all get for two and a half pounds a square foot.
8: the issue we have and i completely agree with you like i think the percentage model works um and yeah I, I don't think a lot of people get paid enough because i mean it just in this room everyone everyone's business model is going to be so different like every company is different my overheads are going to be massively different from yours and from nikki's and from everyone's um i i find that you know you, you get a you get a feel for it especially when you're when you're pricing and on the way down, I had someone call me from Newport and they wanted a four bedroom house stage and the house was only 290 and I was like stage two rooms. Upstairs, you know, maybe four, I, like I couldn't even get close to a percentage that I wanted, like, well, around one, you couldn't, you couldn't do it for 1%. And, and it's so hard because you get a lot of those, you know, it's easy when like, you know, we get, we get nice properties in Bristol, you get you know, a a half a million pound, two bed flat as easy, straight down the line. That's pretty much the middle of my road. Like I can just charge that. That's fine. But it's hard when you've got these people who want their house staged and you don't want to cheapen your product for a start. And you don't want to um, do half a job essentially. Um, And then you also don't want to lose money. So it's, I find that really hard and I I completely get it. And I'd love to um, say that, you know, I've, I've been exactly where um, Natalie was, where you're essentially just trying to, get some portfolio pictures when you're starting out some case studies some portfolio and once you get that first one you know yeah you may have to make a loss on your first one because essentially you're telling someone yeah, yeah i'll rent your furniture when you don't have any um, <laughs> <laughs> so you you, you do kind of have to you know get over those hurdles but once you get your first one and you can start knocking the door and it's actually what you're saying sales thing you just literally Got to find what motivates that person it might be statistics i do find a lot of the time i put statistics in front of someone and they go okay you can just like you know like there's a statistic in percent 85 of statistics are made up on the spot I Just made that i just made that <laughs> <So> <laughs> mean, but um you know it's it's really hard so you've got to find what motivates that person if it's front of house real estate person like, you know, he's a young kid, 20 something, he's probably not going to be in a state agent all day. You might just have to say, you know, 150 quid out of this, you know, something or say, you know, a bit of my business will go to your business. And if it's the guy who's on a performance of that branch, you know, you show him the statistics and he'll care. But I, I really find that you've, you've got to be knowledgeable about your little market. And I know you're saying, yeah, we've got to do a TV show and everyone's got to do it. And that's, it's going to be amazing. The more exposure, brilliant. But if you, if you try and wrap up your bubble, So like where I am in the West, in Bristol, when I started and I started searching for stages, I could only find actually Nikki, who was in London, and a couple of others, and then just interior designers who wanted to sell me furniture. Um, And now there's four, I think, in Bristol, and we all rent furniture, and we're of different sizes. Well, but
2: how's that competition working out in Bristol? You've gone from one to four. It's
8: it's, It's actually not too bad because they're so new to the game, and actually I'm not sure how many Come and listen to all of these things, but um, they're they're still good and they're good at what they do. But because I was probably the first one in there, and and I built relationships with real estate agents just by literally walking in every day (laughs) and being like, "Hi, me again," and handing them stuff. um, It just you get that bubble and it just grows. And now I think there are at least four or five main agents that would would probably jump to that one percent of their houses being staged, especially in. Communities, I don't know, they're very niche. But in Bristol, especially, there's a lot of ex-rentals that were student rentals and HMOs that are now not that great yield-wise. Um, obviously, the market's changed. so are not many buy-to-lets, as um, we were saying. They're not buying anymore because they're not great. They're, they're turning, they're selling them as homes. So they need to be staged. They need to be sold as homes and they sell better, and they're starting to see that. But I think if you look after your bubble, as well as obviously the TV program would be amazing. But um, if you look after your bubble and keep pushing it, you know, more and more people are popping up all the time. We share our knowledge.
2: I I think that's a super positive thing, what you're saying, and I 100% agree. I'm not here contrary to what Nikki believes over the past three or four years (laughs) to make you all uh, charge your clients X. I think what we're trying to do is raise a level of consciousness yeah. you know i've seen so many of you guys including myself and my, i got two of my guys over there barney and tim grow businesses over the past four five six seven years to where we are today and where the industry is today so if we could just start to turn our consciousness on actually how much effort blood sweat and tears we've put in to get getting to this level and if we can start to actually try and get a more fairer value for the work we put in that's only a good thing for the industry and all of us as business owners at the end of the day and Absolutely. by the way if anybody wants to take my business card and if they agree with me or disagree with me I'm happy to have that conversation with you if you want help on closing a deal if you want any advice I'm happy to have a conversation a stronger industry is a stronger company for me and for you it's that's what it's all about
4: I, I was going to pick up on a point a point you made there, Anna, about you saying there was a three million pound house that they, they weren't willing to pay ten thousand pounds to stage it. You know, as, as, a, as an industry, and as, as, as home stages, in, in in the same way that you know, in my me and my industry, you know, you can always say no to them. Turn around and say, sorry, I, ca- I can't, I can't do that work for for that price. And if, and if and if and if and if you all do that and say no to people, then if they really want the home stage, then they will pay more for it. And if, and if they don't, then actually it's not a, they aren't a client who wants their property staged. They're a client who's living in cloud cuckoo lands and you can, you can, you can send them on the merry way because, you know, after the TV program comes and your phone starts ringing morning, noon, and night, then you, you want to be able to narrow down the, the clients you, you want to work with as the ones that are going to pay, pay you the, the 1% or whatever it's going to be that is actually valuing what you're doing for them and, and the value it's going to give to them and their, and their property. And, and it's only by, only by holding your nerve and 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 saying no to people um you know i've 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 had had one instance where 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 someone straight up said to me you know i you know i like you i I like what you do but i'm only willing to pay you 300 pound a day i said well i'm sorry but it's not going to work because i can't work for 300 pound a day i can't put food on the table for my kids i can't buy them you know as much lego as they want to they want to play with so i'm sorry i'll I'll, I'll 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 back myself to go and get some work somewhere else and and that's it and then about two or three weeks later they call back probably having canvassed the market for someone someone in that 300 pound a day range found they were going to get someone who's you know straight out of university without any world world experience and they said we'll pay you what you want to what, what you're charging and that was it job done so hold, holding your nerve is a very a very important thing certainly in an industry where it's not that it's not, it's not that widespread and that well-known what you do and the value that you bring but if everyone does it then the whole industry will elevate its uh, its ability to price better yeah
3: I think it's great that you, you know, first of all, like really tapping into your vision. So I love that idea. It's like really thinking outside the box. What are your individual visions for yourself and your company, but also what is the shared vision for the industry as a whole, like having more of these events coming together? What what might be the vision where you can collaborate together? What are you kind of working together towards? As well, what you said about knowing what your boundaries are when it comes to your pricing um you know what are you available for but what are you not available for that's really important that you are you know kind of crystal clear on that um and then you know really kind of thinking about up when you're up leveling to your next level in your business it's who do I need to become who do I you know what is the kind of mindset um you know the way that I want to step up in, in my business how am I kind of operating in my business how am I showing up um is is really important to make sure that it's all aligned that you you know there is that saying that you got to where you are with your best thinking but if you want to get to that next level it's like who asking yourself who do i need to step into who do i need to become and make sure that all of that is in alignment with that so
1: fantastic thanks chloe thank you oh gosh we've got lots more questions are we are we have we got time oh okay fantastic
3: (laughs) um mine is more just uh yeah it probably it is a question is there is it would you think it wise for us to have a um more like a standard or like an average um published price for staging because i don't think there's one that actually i've seen around at least for the uk is it would you think that would that would help in a way because yes i do understand different businesses different locations but something like that while well, we are talking about statistics somewhere because i'm i love doing background research before paying for anything so even just getting a build out probably just google how much is it average in midlands for this so is the, is it do you think that help um in a way so that way at least there's like somewhere for people to like a benchmark exactly that's the word <laughs> I, th- I
1: think the. The, the simplest answer to that is we have to be very careful of anti competition law because we're not allowed to set by law, we're not allowed to set an industry standard, except obviously just at the moment because they've waived it because of the lorry drivers. But <laughs> maybe we'd best get in quick blow. <laughs> so I do think we have to be very careful of the legal aspects of um, saying we must charge at least such and such we must do such and such in terms of length of contract um we can't you know and certainly Paloma as the HSA isn't allowed to say this is the industry standard I think what we all the responsibility really for everybody is to look at your own business model and say is this actually a business or is it a hobby because if it's a business and you're building credibility into the home staging industry then you will be able to work out and maybe you need some help with that from somebody like Chris or um, some some thinking help from from Chloe for example in what that looks like if it's a hobby then I think there's a question to ask yourselves of exactly what is it that you're that you're looking to do and what exactly is that doing for the hsa and i know it's a you know that this whole thing is a really really big question and i think this really flags up (laughs) Um, and something that we will do some work on going forwards so let's let's make sure this isn't just a conversation now it's a bit of the forum whatever but it's actually us making the start of making a difference in the industry in terms of credibility and how exactly between us we're going to get from that less than one percent to the 31 percent of homes that are staged in the next two years (laughs) (laughs) can i just have one thank you very much to chris to chloe to alex and of course to paloma for this, can we just have one last word? I mean, one very, very short phrase from each of you that you would like this audience to take forwards in terms of thinking about their pricing?
4: Uh, learn to say no.
1: <laughs> you deserve to be very
3: well paid for your services. Own your value. Alex.
1: Just
2: do what Laser did.
1: <laughs> in other words, phone Alex. Thank, thank you all so much for your attention, for your questions, for everything this afternoon. Over to you, Natalie. Thank
6: you, thank you so much to everybody on the panel. That was amazing. And I'm sure everybody has taken so much away from that. And I know that there's also so much more that we can all collaboratively do to work on that, to really have the best impact on all of our businesses and the best impact on the industry overall. So thank you so much to
0: everybody.
7: Thank you for listening. For more information please visit www.homestaging.org.uk.